ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is October 8th, and uh, this is the uh, eighth episode in this uh, marathon of horror movies that I'm doing. Uh, and today, I'm actually, I'm, I've been pretty excited about a ton of these movies, but uh, this one's a special one. And I think um, maybe every Tuesday, I'll choose one of the ones uh, that's pretty pretty near and dear to me. Uh, so today I watched Final Destination. Uh, this one's pretty high up on my list of favorite horror movies. Uh, pretty different. We have haven't had like a like a ethereal like bad guy that you can't really see. Um, all the villains that we've had um, recently, they all have a physical form. But this movie's all about like Rube Goldberg evil mousetrap <laughs> situations coming up and people getting murdered in some of the worst ways. But um, also, this movie uh, was one of my mom's favorite movies. Uh, so I know in the first episode, I talked about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and how we watched that. Uh, we watched a ton of horror movies when I was young. Even when I got older, Every just about every holiday, uh, we'd get together, celebrate the holiday, and then we would sit and watch movies, and if it was just me and my mom, if my sisters were around, there was some horror going on, but sometimes we'd watch some TV shows, but if it was just me and my mom, 100%, we were watching some horror movie, and usually it was picks that she liked, because I like, I like, you know, traditional horror movies, but I like some of the weird shit, uh, that'll make people frown, so, <laughs> and I didn't want to watch some ridiculous stuff with her. But uh, this series was one of her favorites. She loved Final Destination. Um, I don't know if it was the whole build-up. It had to have been the tension with all the scenes, especially like every like second in the movie, especially when Death is you know setting up the trap for the person. You could just see it all coming together. And we love to try to guess how they were going to go down. Uh, in the later movies, they started to give more like blatant clues about how they're going to die. But in this first one, it was pretty tough to figure out where they were going with some of the earlier ones. Um, like the one with, uh, what was her name? Was it Terry? I want to say it was Terry. She gets hit by a bus, just just straight destroyed. It um, it started to get a little, little obvious at that point. But the earlier ones, it was... Pretty nice. It was pretty cool to see how it goes down, though there were tons of clues apparently in the movies, uh, just kind of pointing out how people were gonna go down. But then later on, it just gets a little more easy. They started just kind of underhanding <laughs> the clues to people. But my mom, uh, this series was easily one of her favorites. It was horror and disaster movies, uh, some of her favorite stuff, and. Um, I need to go back and check out The Abyss. Um, I know 100% that in, was in her top five movies of all time. Abyss is damn good. Um, and, but I know this series was, she had all of them, and we watched it a ton. So uh, my first time watching this, I, uh, it had to have been Blockbuster. I, I really have to thank Blockbuster for a ton of these movies. <laughs> because, you know, being born at, like, late 80s, a lot of these movies came out, and I was way, way too young to, like, go to the movies and see them. So picking them up, like, you know, a year or two later, 
it 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 helped out with a lot of this stuff. But um, <laughs> but yeah, this first movie it, it it's it's got a special special place in my heart, and uh, it's pretty it's pretty solid for what it does. I will say, just like I always say about series that get past three, uh, the longer a series goes, the more ridiculous things get, and the more less like scary it becomes like with Freddy the further you get down the road with his movies this is not as scary it's still exciting and there is suspense but you know it's it's the same formula um oh, but I will say Final Destination 1 is pretty solid uh did great in um like the box office 2 was pretty dang good though I will say some of the the story, the plot started getting a little dumb. The third one, uh, third one's pretty solid, and then it just starts getting pretty dumb after that. Uh, they haven't made one in a good decade, and um, I think they're working on a sixth one. I think they're up to five or six right now, and so they're working on another one. Uh, but we'll see how it goes because it's it's pretty crazy. Towards the end of the series, they kind of do a full circle to this movie which is like the big twist at the end of all the movies that uh, I think it was The Final Destination is actually a prequel and they actually get on the plane at the beginning of this movie and all the those characters die and then you see Devin Sawa, Alex, you know, freak out on the plane and like, I gotta, gotta get the fuck out of here! And so he gets dragged off. They're like, ah, oh, that's a crazy dude. And then the plane goes down. So they were in another section and they see it all go down. So it was a full circle. So technically either two or three is like the latest one and then it goes back from there uh but this mate this movie is fucking amazing um character wise they're not as ridiculous as other horror movies in this one it, it it's weird this horror movie is kind of like a like a like a disaster movie honestly um like twister the whole time they're just trying to get away from it and that tornado in that movie had a mind of its own, and it was following them. But it was more of them just trying to just keep moving. And there's nothing you can really do to kill it. All you can do is just kind of survive and then get ready for the next attack. And that happens a lot in this movie. Um, one of the plot points is if you save somebody from their pending mousetrap death, then they get skipped and they stay alive, and then you have to survive yours. Uh, in the later movies, uh, they build on that to the point of, if it's not your turn, you cannot die. Uh, one guy puts a gun to his head and just clicks through a revolver. All six shots miss right up on his temple, and the guy's like, oh, it was loaded. And like I said, it gets more and more... Well, you have to up the the craziness of it. Because <laughs> that's what happens with sequels. It has to get more and more ridiculous. Um, but... Alex, uh, the main character, Alex Devonsawa, uh, hops on a plane with all his friends, well, schoolmates, and they're going to Paris for a trip. I believe it was like two weeks, week and a half. And uh, he has a dream uh, while he's kind of relaxing, because he, the whole time he, he's kind of winging out. So he has a dream that the plane goes down, like, barely a minute into the flight. And so... He freaks the fuck out. He gets kicked off the plane along with five other people. And uh, they see the plane go down. And so it's a 
whole situation of no one really trusts Alex. A few of them, well, clear the, I guess she's the main girl of the story. Uh, she kind of believes the whole situation, but a few of them, they don't think that he caused it, but they just are kind of freaked out about Alex and his new eerie, freaky powers of knowing how people die. And so, uh, uh, one by one, people go down, and he does try his best to warn them. But I will say, in some of the scenes, like uh, his teacher, um, he gets a clue that she's next in the line. He's like standing outside of her house, just kind of like like a freaky little kid, just like, hey, are you alive in there? And I will say, from the point of view of the teacher, that's pretty ridiculous to see the student that said everybody was going to die. And then another kid dies. And then you just see him stand outside of your lawn. You're like, oh, shit. So <laughs> um, I, the the kills in this movie, uh, up until, like, I want to say the first, the first half of the movie, uh, the kills are pretty, they're pretty, they're pretty cool. Uh, a lot of build up to them. Uh, like the first kid, he's in the bathtub. And there's water coming from, like, one of the pipes by the toilet. And it kind of flows to his foot. He slips, and this um, clothesline wraps around his neck. He falls into the bathtub. Shampoo kind of cracks open. And he starts to uh, suffocate. He's actually getting hung in the bathtub. And I will say, the death scenes in a couple of these, it it, it, it kind of puts, like, a good tension in your body because it, it's moderately realistic and it's something that like this could happen i could slip in the bathtub and choke myself out and no one would know you know it that crazy feeling um just like with the with the plane accident at the beginning it's it's so realish like um i don't know if anybody else has like crazy fears of planes um but i, I try to be pretty calm about it but on planes there's no control with that. You're just flying. And if something goes down, all you can do is sit there like a goon and just look around. It's it's something really scary about planes. Um, I will say this series, uh, hats off to them. In every movie, the beginning, um, usually the first 15 minutes of every Final Destination movie, they have this giant kill. And it's usually the, the moment where one of the characters has a, like a, freaky um dream and then they wake up and then they freak out uh in the first one it's this giant plane that goes down in the second movie it's actually a freeway scene um and i will say that freeway scene is ridiculous and it's one of the reasons i don't drive behind giant trucks with logs it's <laughs> if you've seen final destination 2 uh it it puts it it puts some weight into your gut it's uh, uh final destination 3 they have a roller coaster that goes down at a carnival, and people are on it, and they're just getting just destroyed. It bothers me so much. That's why at carnivals, I don't get on roller coasters. Not because of this movie. I just don't trust things at a carnival. There's only so much you can do to get, get it safe. Like, if I go to a bigger place, an amusement park, that they have a lot more people working on it, sure, I'll hop in on that. But, fuck, man. But uh, out of all the deaths that go down, um, so his best friend goes down. Uh, he chokes himself out in a in a bathtub. Uh, the teacher, 
uh, goes down. Actually, her house explodes. <laughs> but she takes some knives to the chest while she's laying down in there. Um, but I want to say one of the girls, um, they all get together and she's like, I don't believe any of this. Fuck this. And she gets destroyed by a bus. It happens so quick and it's so jarring. Um, I probably have to say that's probably my favorite death, death in this movie. It happens so fast and it's, oh man, it's so ridiculous. But um, <laughs> it's so it's so odd to have a movie where the villain is just. It kind of feels like this movie is a live action version of The Sims. Uh, I know some people when they play The Sims when they get bored toward the end of the day, uh, they save the game, do a hard save, and then they just find ways to just kill all the Sims. Uh, it just it honestly feels like that. It's like some evil force is looking from a top down view. And they're just trying to kill these kids. It, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, like I said, I I don't get why Alex would have a dream about this. Maybe maybe that's the whole situation. If death is like directly fucking with somebody, he has to give somebody a chance to get out of it. But it seems like death is just like bored, and he's like, man, people keep dying from like falling down stairs. He's like, I'm gonna fuck with these kids. He's like, oh, oh, they got off. Ooh, I got five. And then it's just him messing with the guys. But um, pretty solid movie. Um, if you haven't seen Final Destination, I would say give the series a chance. But just <laughs> you have to kind of relax with some of the kills because things just fall and they touch something and it rolls off and it catches things the right way. It's kind of absurd later on how some of the kills go but um i would give this series a pretty good shot so i've been sitting here thinking about the seven word synopsis for this movie um uh, i'm gonna go with death is a cheating piece of shit death is a cheating piece of shit yes okay i'm gonna go with that or I keep bringing up white kids, but some a lot of these movies is it's all white people. <laughs> I'm not. I love white people, but uh, let me see. Nah, I can't think of a. But white people always get killed. White people always get killed. So terribly. Eh, I like the other one. So, <laughs> uh, it's it's terrible how some of these kids die. People get beheaded. Sean William Scott, he gets destroyed in this movie. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so one good fun fact about this movie, um, there were actually three endings to it. So the original ending to this movie uh, is Alex's, I guess it was his girlfriend at that point. They were, like, you know, had moments. So Clear is stuck in a car. There's a power line on top of the car, keeping her trapped in there. And in the car, there's, like, a line of turpentine gets under the car, and so it's going to explode. And Alex gets there, and he's like, you know what to do. It's all right. I got this. Grabs the power line with his bare hands. He gets shocked and thrown back, and she can get out of the car. And so they make it seem like Alex is dead. And six months later, um, Alex, Clear, and oh, it wasn't Billy. What was his name? Was it William? Oh, Carter. It was Carter. 
uh, he's like the bully of the, the movie, so Carter, Alex Clear and Carter go to Paris six months later, and they finally make the trip, and then towards the end of the movie, Alex still has these like weird feelings that shit's gonna go down, and then at the end of the movie, it looks like uh, Carter's gonna die. It, and like I said, in horror movies, you never want it to end, like, happily ever after. And it's like a smile at the end. It, it's a weird way to leave a horror movie that you just feel good about it. it you always got to give one last scare. And so um, in all of the Final Destination movies, there's always, like, a stinger at the end where it, it just makes it seem like no one's safe in the movie. Um, and I actually appreciate that, because these movies, you can keep this going. It's a crazy idea, but it can just keep going, honestly. And so, that's the first ending. Second ending, Alex and Clear, at some point in the movie, uh, one of the alternate um, the cut scenes, they actually do it. And so, they're actually together, and she finds out that she's pregnant. And so, Alex, when he grabs the power lines... He gets thrown back and shocked, and he actually catches on fire, and he dies. So Alex is super dead. <laughs> and so Claire has the baby, and while she's in the hospital room, um, the movie splits one more time. So there's another ending, and then the original ending that they wanted to do. Uh, the faster ending is the second she has the baby and she's relaxing, uh, death kind of just rushes into the room and kills her. And so their their justification of it is she had an innocent person inside of her, so death left her alone until she had the baby and then was like, oh, you're free, I'm going to kill you. Um, I don't know. That's a really dumb ending. And then the original ending to this movie is clear as the baby, Alex is dead, and uh, a good amount of time goes by and she talks to Carter, and they're at, at the memorial for everybody. And she's talking about, like, oh, we have to cherish these times we have, and we're lucky to be alive, and blah, 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 blah. You know, it, it, was, it was a really good ending. And then, like, the spirit of Alex comes into the room, and it's like, you know, he's like, hey, you know, I'm dead and stuff, but... Hey, you made a cool baby. Thanks. And he floats away, you know, does a thumbs up and goes up to heaven. Um, a little too happy for me in a horror movie. But um, apparently they tested that, and a lot of people didn't really, really dig it. Um, the whole pregnancy angle uh, didn't really vibe well with a lot of people. I understand that. It's, it's a bit stupid. Um, so that's why they, they cut that and just had it go that people just get destroyed <laughs> and death seems to take a break sometimes. Like if someone saves somebody and he's like, I'll be back in a couple weeks. And he's like, Hey, what you doing? Um, <laughs> but I appreciate the ending that they went with. Like I said, false finishes, man. That's what you get in a horror movie. Hey, everything's fine. It's all cool. And then it's, you know, it's a bright new happy day. And then it's like, psych. It was all the dream or psych. I didn't really forget about you. So, uh, <laughs> so I have a couple more um, things you probably missed when you were watching it. Uh, so in this movie, uh, in the terminal, uh, or the gate, actually, when they're waiting on the plane to get on, there are actually murals in the back of the scenes, and they're all the deaths, um, pictures of how people are going to die in the movie. 
it's kind of far off and a bit blurry, but a couple of them you can actually see there's a bus. And I want to say there was one about, um, I think, a fire or like a sword. And so they actually put that in. It's very six-cent-ish that you just add clues into the movie because no one's really looking for it then. And so it's a lot easier to just kind of drop shit in there. Um, One of the coolest, like, supporting characters in this movie is Tony Todd. If you don't know anything about Tony Todd, he um, he's still alive. He's he's getting pretty old now, but he was the bad guy in a horror movie called Candyman. Um, soon enough, I don't know if Katie wants to watch that one, but soon enough, um, Candyman's on the list. It's a damn good movie. Um, really scary. The music uh, is very very creepy. It's it, it's great. I'm I'm excited to watch it. But Tony Todd has one of the coolest, creepiest voices. Uh, it's very deep, and he makes anything sound scary. He could read Green Eggs and Ham, and it kind of make you want to leave the room because it's that good. And he's a mortician in the in the Final Destination movies, and he makes it seem like he knows what's happening. And what's going down in the movie. And he's like, well, you got to do this and that. And he'll give him clues. It's the creepiest thing. It makes it seem like he's actually not human. And he's like, like death. Or someone that knows death. And he kind of wants to play this game. Uh, usually that character. Um, some directors call it like the creature at the end of the like the woods. And so their job is just to give you a really good clue because usually the character's lost at some point and they don't know where to go. And so this creature comes up and he's like, mm, I'll tell you this, Riddles 3, and says some you know stupid shit. And you're like, oh, I have to take off my left shoe. Thank you, creepy creature. And he's like, ooh, anytime. And then they skip away. So Tony Todd, that's his job in these movies is to just say some creepy shit and just allude to how they can die. Or how they can live, actually, but then people still die because that's just how it works. <laughs> but um, the movie was originally called Flight 180, so that's the name of the flight that they were on that they died. Um, and it comes up in a ton of the Final Destination movies later. Apparently, they didn't. Um, the company pushed for it. They really wanted Flight 180 to be the name, but I guess the people that were kind of fronting the money didn't think it sounded scary enough or did, I don't know it, it doesn't have the same kick as like Final Destination which is still kind of a airplane term pun you know um I like Final Destination a lot more but a lot of the people in the movie um that was the name for a while and they were actually pretty cool with it but I like Final Destination a lot more um so the writer of this movie uh one of the interviews I saw, this was supposed to be an X-Files episode. It wasn't supposed to be a movie at first. He wrote it to be just a, an episode in X-Files. And Alex's character was meant to be Scully's like brother. They were going to add, add in a brother in the show, and he was going to get on a plane and have this crazy-ass dream that stuff was going down. And then Skull, you know, Mulder and Scully going to have to figure out what's happening and stuff. I think it'd be a pretty cool fucking episode. I'm glad that it turned into a movie. It's pretty pretty sweet. Uh, so Devin Sawa, uh, he's in a ton of movies. Uh, Katie, she always goes crazy for Casper. He was the uh, the 
live action version of Casper in that movie when he gets a body for like an hour. It's felt like five minutes and they dance and stuff and kiss. But uh, he was in a movie called Idle Hands and it was actually a year or two before uh, Final Destination came out. If you have not seen Idle Hands, it's fucking great. Um, so Devin Sawa's in it. Um, oh, crap, I can't remember his name. He's in um, Austin Powers movies. He's Scott. Scott Evil. I cannot remember his name right now. But a um, ton of famous people in it. And uh, it's, an, it's, it's an amazing movie. Uh, Devin Sawa's hand gets possessed by the devil. <laughs> and uh, he just has to find a way to stop it. And it gets his hand cut off at some point. So the hand is just free to do evil things. And uh, it's just him trying to stop the hand. And his friends are like zombies. And it's a silly movie. Really good. Uh, I have tons of really good memories of watching that movie. Very crazy. But the original choice for Alex, before Devin Sawa got it, uh, he was actually the last character picked in the movie. It was actually Tobey Maguire. Um, he's a real cute, fresh-faced child at this point. Uh, but apparently he, I don't know, I think he had another movie to do or he had some type of obligation before but then it went to Devin Sawa which I'm fine with Devin Sawa's got a really cool look and he's got a real creepy like sweaty kind of situation to him this whole movie he's always damp <laughs> and I guess it's for the best because you think something's gonna kill you you just you don't stay dry when that happens um see this part sucks because I'm by myself um on Tuesdays and Wednesdays um those are my days off, and Katie has, like, the weekend off because she's, you know, normal and cool. But um, there's going to be a few episodes coming in that is just going to be me. And then later on, there will be more than just me and Katie. But, um, see, this sucks because I just have to read off these facts. I can't just, like, ask myself a question. It's like, how much money did this movie make, Otis? You're like, well, Otis, oh, this movie made $10 million. So it'll just be a lot more fun facts when it's me. But, uh... So this movie came out March 17th, 2000. Um, I was a wee child of, what, how old was I? Like, what, 13 when this movie came out? Uh, I want to say, uh, yeah, this came out VHS, and we caught this maybe DVD. I don't think we had a DVD player at that point. In 2000, we probably had a DVD player, VHS, like, combination, and we got this movie. But uh, the budget, it was actually moderately high from a lot of movies that we that we've seen, but it was $23 million. And surprisingly, this movie did fucking great, because just the premise and how things look, there wasn't anything else like it. Uh, it actually made $112.9 million. Did fucking amazing in the theaters. Um, and I know every Halloween, these movies pop up all the time on channels and stuff, so it's still doing pretty strong. Uh, it did third in its time in the movies, uh, around the 2000s like that. Uh, it actually got beat by Aaron Brockovich. I haven't seen that movie in a... Oof, I think I've seen it once all the way through, but in chunks. And then Mission to Mars. That was with like, Gary Sinise and ugh, other people. I, I don't think I've actually ever seen that all the way through. Um, it, eh, 2000. I want to say there were some other movies that came out later that were pretty ridiculous, but eh, it was a pretty good group of movies to go through. But, uh, let me see what else I got. Uh, if you haven't seen Final Destination, give this movie a shot. It's great. Um, 
damn, I didn't think about my sponsor this this week. Uh, this day, this week. <laughs> um, I'll add it later. I'll edit this in. Um, whenever I post it, I'll add a a commercial into it. I didn't think about this. I got up late, laying with my cat, and then I woke up and then picked the movie, and then watched it, and now I'm just like eating M and M's on the couch, trying to think about what next movie I'm gonna do. But um. With this, uh, what else do we have? Oh, yeah. So, in the baseball world, I don't know where you would put a force of nature. I don't know how death would work. Uh, he doesn't have a physical form. He just causes things to happen. If anything, I would make him some type of coordinator. Uh, that'd probably be the best shot for baseball. Uh, maybe an ump. Ooh, he could be an ump, and that would be a little cheaty, but that's the only thing I can think of, honestly. Uh, in in football, it's a lot easier because easy. He's a defensive coordinator. Um, he all these things would set up, and people it'd be tons of injuries in every game that that team is involved with. Even without him, people are getting stabbed out there getting bit and all this type of shit so make make death a defensive coordinator for the team and he's gonna get your shit done out there but uh let me see have any stingers at the end for this um it's been a week and i feel a lot better about talking by myself um every time i think about that first episode with nightmare on elm street uh there were tons of gaps i still do ums i can't help that shit but uh it's it's getting a lot easier. Um, so seven days of just doing this. Um, the hardest part, honestly, is just keeping a a schedule because there's so many things to do and work and stuff and then fun. People have plays. Jesse did amazing in Beauty and the Beast. And there's nights where people want to hang out and I want to watch wrestling on Sundays. And so that's why Sunday kind of fell apart. For an episode, because I went and watched Hell in a Cell, which ugh, that was stupid. Um, but no, this is really cool, and I'm still loving this. And I'm gonna keep doing it. Um, I'm gonna build up some more technology, grab another mic, so I can actually relax and sit in a different angle, and we're not kind of sitting up on the mic. So uh, actually, a new mic should be coming in tomorrow, and so it'll be pretty cool. And like I said, there are going to be some episodes coming up later that people are involved. Um, I've had some requests <laughs> for some episodes. Um, my buddy Terrell is coming in in about a week or two. And he he's pumped for this. And he's got tons of movies that we're going to watch. Um, so there's, there's going to be some ep- extra episodes, like I was saying. And they're going to be some ridiculous movies. So we'll tell you, like, hey, this one's wild. If you want to watch it, do it. But, you know, it's going to be a little bit crazy. And uh, I want to do a live episode where we play it. Uh, where we do an intro before, play the movie, and then it's us watching it and commenting. Um, Katie does that a lot. When we watch scary movies, she has to kind of say something to kind of add some, to ease the tension while we're watching the movie. She's really good about that. And we make tons of jokes. When we watched Leprechaun, uh, 
that movie's fucking amazing, and we had tons of things to say. So I think we're probably gonna pick a movie and record all the way through. So that episode will be really long. But um, yeah, that's that's all coming up uh, down the line. And after the month in October, I know Katie wants to do some more episodes of just different stuff. So um, there's gonna be different playlists set uh, on the channel. Uh, like I said, that's why it's called Allentown Presents, because there's going to be a lot of different stuff. I wouldn't mind trying to do some, like, some games. There's a lot of different types of games that I want to do, some scary shit. I want to do an episode about actually scary video games that I've played and some stories about them. Um, there's tons of games I haven't beat. I have I have an idea for a series where I go back and finish stuff uh, and actually make videos about why I stopped, and some of them are really hard. There's some really tough-ass games. Dark Souls kind of hard that I haven't done. I'm gonna go back and do that, but uh, I'm rambling again, but that's good. That means I'm getting better at this, and I can talk, and I can keep going. Um, but yes, like I said, like I say every time, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. Um, you can link this or give it to whoever. Um, I'm gonna try my best to Put it on different platforms. I know there's a way you can get it on Spotify, so I'm gonna set it up for that. And um, if there's different types of outlets that I can get it on, I'm trying my best to do that. But um, the production uh, hopefully gets a little bit better. I want to add some music. I want to actually have an intro to this show. So uh, I'm gonna talk to some friends that are way more musically inclined than me. Um, I'm I'm just good at like woodwinds and some brass, but I'm terrible at a piano, so I would love to have some type of little ditty that goes at the beginning of these episodes, and maybe a stinger at the end, but um, that and the titles, I want to actually add pictures and stuff, I wish I could draw, but I might do some Photoshop kind of situations, but like I said, I'm rambling, so thank you so much for, for listening to this, and I'll see you guys in less than 24 hours for another episode, um, shit, um, I've been staying, we've been staying kind of close to the 2000s, so I think the next one's probably going to be something pretty new that I haven't seen, and uh, so it'll be probably a little different because I have no clue what's happening in it, so uh, I'll see you guys later, but thank you so much for watching it, and uh, bye.